Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. This is week one, session five of the 2K plan. If you haven't listened to my introduction on week one, session one, either head back and take a listen or go to the rowalong.com website where the full description of how to use this 2K plan is available. So today's workout is going to be three 12 minute intervals at 20 strokes per minute with a minute and a half rest in between. Your pace is going to be right about 2k plus 18, which means right about 6 out of 10 on the effort scale. Now, because of the minute and a half rest, this should hopefully keep the intensity down. So although you're rowing for 36 minutes rather than a standard 30 minute and 20 strokes per minute workout, the rests help keep it down. Okay, waffle, waffle, waffle. Let's get our machine set up and let's get into a four minute warm up. Okay, start off with your drag factor, set it, leave it. Okay, don't adjust it throughout the workout. Put your monitor run about eye height if you're on a concept two. If you're not, then just get it so that you don't have to look up or down the monitor, hopefully. And set your foot straps so they cover the bottom strap of your shoe. Or if you're in socks like me, they let you hinge forwards at the front without cutting off circulation and losing toes. Okay, right, so a four minute warm up. Right about 18 strokes a minute. In three, two, one, go. Okay. So just ease yourself in. Don't know whether you're doing this in the morning or in the evening. Maybe it's a lunchtime session. Maybe you snuck out of work. Maybe you told someone you got a really important business meeting. Got a meeting with that. Scottish fella, the PDP guy. Got to join him for some rowing. Good move. Anyway, make sure your body's ready. It's a low intensity bottom tier workout, this one. Session five of week one of the PDP training plan. But you still need to make sure you're warmed up nicely for it. Don't want any of you to get injured. Not on my watch. Right, so in this next minute, have a think about your technique, please. Nice, straight, relaxed arms. Keep them straight until you have to pull the handle in at the end. Shins vertical at the front here and body swinging from one o'clock at the front to 11 o'clock at the back. And finally, get that handle over your knees before they bend, okay? And then do all that in a nice fluid motion over and over again. Simple, right. Two more strokes, then we're gonna take a foot out the straps. So pick a foot, take it out, put it on the floor. Just drive with one leg. Might have to position your out foot slightly forwards. I had it too far back just then. But make sure and still drive from the leg that's still 
attached to the machine, okay? Don't take it easy on your single leg. Okay, one stroke, swap them. This helps just they lock in that sensation of the drive from your leg. Also helps with your compression at the front. Uh, here, opens up the hips a little bit. Two more strokes. One more stroke. Both feet in, legs kind of straight-ish, slight bend, and then just use your back rock hip through the no rock through the hips not hip not hip through the rock that's different that's Hugo Lewis rock through your hips pull in your arms so you're just using upper body only one more stroke then do the opposite straight arms just your legs try to keep your forward lean as long as you possibly can with straight arms don't bend your arms you can have a little bit of a backward lean at the end of your stroke but try and stay forward as long as possible one more and that's our warm-up done so continue moving up and down the rail have a little drink I'll explain once again what today's session is just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. So once again, today's session is going to be three 12-minute intervals with a minute and a half rest in between. You're going to do them all at 20 strokes per minute and your pace is going to be around about 2k plus 18. If you need to back off a little bit to keep it feeling like proper bottom tier, then you can go down to 2k plus 20 if you wish, if that's your way you're pacing it. Effort level is going to be around about 6 out of 10, maybe 5 if you need to. And my speech um, description means that you should be able to hold a conversation for most of this row, okay? Maybe stopping every now and then to uh, take in, just make sure and get your lungs filled with oxygen. But that's it, so this should be a really simple row. This is a bottom tier workout, so really what you're doing is you're building up your system, but I'll bore you with all that stuff, sorry, I'll entertain you with all that stuff when we get into the row. Why talk about it now? Okay, so if you're all ready, you had a drink, you're strapped in, you're good to go? Yeah, cool, right. In three, two, one, go. Oh, so the great thing, I love 20, if only for the fact that you just count down in threes on the clock. So it's a simple one. I love 24 strokes a minute because it's, I don't know, I feel it's, I get my best pace work from it, but there's something about counting down in threes for 20 that's very satisfying anyway we're 40 strokes into this first interval hopefully you have hit your pace and your rhythm remember just follow me for rhythm that's not just rate follow me for 
the ratio for how you row. So you drive out for a second, recover for two. Out, recover. Okay. And that helps with the fluid rowing stroke. So you're not kind of staccato racing up and down the rail. You drive, you recover. You drive, you recover. You never stop. There's never a point where something isn't moving. So you don't go which I see so often. Oh. Sorry, that was slightly off time. But yeah. And we're back in sync again. And the point is you want to dance on the machine. You want to just Roll forwards and backwards in a nice two to one tempo. One, two back. One, two back. Okay. Wouldn't be much of a dance though, would it? It's not really a tango, is it? One, two, three. One, two, three. Now, nah, tango's more one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Good grief, John. Only three minutes. And I'm already completely off-piste. Oh, well. I mean, this is the danger of Trying to make as many of these as possible so close to each other is that not only does it mean I have to talk about loads of different things, but also gives me delusions of adequacy when it comes to thinking I'm a YouTube TV presenter. Hey, come watch my channel. Come watch me roll. Keeps me entertained. Keeps me out of trouble. So, we're a quarter of the way through this first interval and it should feel like a nice walk in the park. You shouldn't feel too taxed. You shouldn't feel too out of breath, though your heart rate should be up. And you should have somewhat labored breathing. But like I said, with the pace guide, you should be able to talk pretty much non-stop with just 
pauses in between on the odd stroke, like how I'm doing it. Most of my silences is because my brain actually just goes empty. I can't think of anything to say. If you can believe that. Alright guys, we come up to the halfway point. Let's just check in on technique on their two key technique points. So hopefully you know what I'm about to talk about and you're already thinking about are you a model student right now okay six minutes to go we're halfway so let's start with the body rock and your back in general so you want to have a forward lean to one o'clock at the front of the machine then you hold it for as long as possible before finishing with a rock through the hips in a 11 o'clock position sounds simple but you'll find that most people start to lean back way too soon me included don't worry I'm putting myself in exactly the same pot where especially if I'm not concentrating but if I concentrate I think that's right about it and it feels amazing really feels like I'm laying the power in from my legs <clears throat> through posterior chain through my arms and into the handle so I know that that is what I should be doing however the moment I lose concentration so that'll happen soon don't worry I'll go back to rocking through the hips a little bit too soon and I mean it's not long we're talking like a quarter of a second too early but it makes like a three second difference on the monitor for when I get it right versus when I get it wrong and then if you translate that into like a entire 40 minute piece or a 2k race say that's a lot of wasted power and I mean a lot so that's half the reason 
The other half is to protect your arms, your shoulders and your back. That if, if you rock way too early and your back is already at 11 o'clock, by the time your legs engage, you're suddenly taking the entire force of your stroke through your lower back. Which I don't think I need to tell you. It's not very sensible. Plus, if you couple that with bending your arms too soon, instead of having straight arms, then you're suddenly taking it through your shoulders and kind of neck trap reason. So then you're suddenly magically managing to raise the potential of injury to both your lower and your upper back. Which I really don't recommend. So, forward lean, back lean. Try and hold it through your leg drive. Let the power flow through you instead of fighting against it. But then the return is just as important. And that comes from throwing the handle over your knees before you bend them. So woof, over your knees. The trick there being the speed you pull them in at, or the handle in at, release it at. So cue lightsaber noises. Boom, boom. Same pace. Boom, boom. Okay? And that helps initiate your body rock forwards. And then all you have to do is bend your knees to get to the front and magically you arrive at the front in the one o'clock position. So if you just get the cues right about one o'clock to 11 and then throwing the handles away, you're almost 70% of the way towards the perfect rolling stroke. The rest of it shall be discussed after two, one. Well, actually, after this rest interval. Let's not waste a rest interval with dull technique chat. Let's keep the rest interval for what I'm having for dinner tonight. Well, tonight, my friendly viewer. God, you think I'm drunk, wouldn't you? It's been a long day. Oh, tonight is the same thing that I've had on a Friday night since about the year 2001, I figure. Every Friday night since my beautiful wife, sorry ladies, I'm married. <laughs> Unsubscribe. No, no, not because I'm married, but because I'm a prat for saying that. You get what I mean? Anyway, every Friday night since we moved in together back in 2001, We've had spaghetti bolognese for dinner. Give or take 
say maybe 50, or it might be on holiday or ill or working late or whatever, but really not that many. So it's a good 19, 18 years worth of spag ball on a Friday night. It's a lot of spaghetti bolognese, but it's the tradition. It's what means it's Friday night. Five, four, three, two, one. Same again, go. Is that the same? 20 strokes a minute. Round about 2K plus 18. If you were doing the effort, effort-based um, pacing on the last interval, then whatever you started at the last interval is what you should be rowing at now. And you should hold that pace, okay? This isn't a sliding scale on the effort one. Whatever you think your pace should be, for six out of 10, you hold that for the entirety of this workout. You don't go faster. You don't go slower. Same for all you chatterboxes that are <laughs> trying to decide if you can talk all the way through this or not. It's not about speeding up and slowing down in order to hold or not hold a conversation. Although, who are you talking to that you suddenly decided you don't want to hold a conversation anymore? Probably me, to be fair. Uh, you find your pace that you know you can talk through and you hold it for the entirety of this workout. This isn't a pace or rate ladder workout. It's a flat paced one. Aimed to not only let you recover after session four, which on the PDP plan, week one was eight times two minutes a top tier workout so it won't only let you recover from that but it'll also build your foundation your engine to be able to do workouts like that if you can row at 2k plus 18 for half an hour or in this case 36 with rest, then you can complete the energy demand needed of you to do an eight times two minute interval. As long as you're honest about your pace, of course. Now, it's worth bearing in mind that this is also part of a plan. Okay, so not only is this workout helping you recover from session four, it's also helping you recover from the three sessions before that, and it's setting up your body to be able to do session six, which is a mid-level workout. 
So it's the interesting thing to learn about training plan is it's not about the individual session you're doing. It's one of the things I learned from Sam Blythe on the Fitness Matters training plan, which is great if you're looking for a training plan from a very strong, very fast rower instead of some idiot like me, it's worth checking out. He knows his stuff. He's my coach after all. Uh, but yeah, so I used to complain about sessions like this, that they weren't pushing me hard enough. And he constantly tried to drum into me that it's not about the single session. It's about it being part of a whole, about five sessions a week. So when you take the accumulation of doing six sessions a week on this plan, you can't go all out on all of them for sure, but at the same time, you don't want to do a workout that leaves you destroyed because of longevity or whatever. So I mean, if you did this for an hour and a half, you'll probably be in the same state as you would have been at the end of session two. Muscles tapped out. Cardio pretty much tapped out, though not anaerobic. So, especially if you've got a six session week, don't look at these three bottom tier ones as soft. You look at them as foundation building, solid workouts that set you up for the other three where you really do get the tough workout you might be looking for. We all want to work hard every day. We all want to feel like every workout we're doing is about improving our speed. After all, it's what most of us focus on, speed or weight loss. So, you might look at a session like this and think, but how is that improving my speed? I'm only going at 2k plus 20. Where the devil are my slippers? Name that quote. Anyway, you might think that, but like I said in the first interval, this is the session that allows you to be able to go fast in the actual speed training intervals. Anyway.
I would make the answer to my quote today's hashtag, but I don't want to give it away. I could though. I mean, we've got another four minutes plus rest, plus another 12, so it's long enough for you to think about that. Where the devil are my slippers? Just a quick repeat for you there. Okay, under four minutes to go. As we're in the second interval. And you might be feeling a little bit more pooped than you were in the first interval. I want you to quickly appraise what you're doing on the machine. Yep. It's technique time. John talks technique. I should have a little logo. But then it'd never be off screen. Be like, Forky asked the question. Anyway, hopefully that whiffle waffle give you enough time to analyze your own technique think about what's going on remember my key points your back hip rock so swing through your hips from one o'clock at the front to 11 at the back maintaining one o'clock for as long as possible And then think about getting the handle away over your knees before they bend to initiate the slide forward. So you're not yanking on your foot straps to initiate the slide forward. You're using the handle. But surely Surely, Mr. John, that's impossible. Yes, Mr. John, surely you can't do that. Just being universally poor with my impressions there. Well, old person who says you can't do it, let's wait until the next interval and I will prove that you do not need to flex your feet and yank against the foot straps to get to the front of the machine again. There will be no camera tricks, it will be real. Those of you who have been around this channel for a while know what I'm about to do in the next interval, but hey, let's not spoil it. There will be people who as yet, haven't been furnished with my rubbish chat, but strange abilities to, to distract you into continuing for sessions you would not normally row. 
it's a skill to be this dull and also distracting at the same time it's kind of like dad jokes plus that's why I am anyway three two one there we go two down one to go have a wee drink keep on moving up and down the rail drip some water on your rail because it's all oily do I have a cloth? no air didn't think about that did I? alright yuck that's what shorts are for sorry I'm doing my own washing so it's fine uh, if you ever get black schmutz on your rail just water and a cloth to get it off usually all it is is a mixture of kind of dust let's call it dust and it's little bits of plastic off the rail off the sorry off the rollers in the seat it just kind of generates black mush on the rail so if you go into most gyms you'll find they're probably caked in the stuff and you have to wipe it off yourself just water on a rag is enough or a wet paper towel and that gets it off because all it does is just bump around you can sometimes feel it shimmering over it anyway 15 seconds to go and here's what I'm going to do you don't have to do this but I'm going to go without straps if you want to try this you can loosen them right off and that might catch you in case you get it wrong but here we go this is proof you don't need to pull yourself forward with the straps one go and you also don't need to use your straps to catch yourself at the back of the stroke either so I promise you both feet are out of the straps and I'm managing managing to put in full solid drive I'm actually going a bit faster than I was before it's a bit concerning putting too much into it I'm trying to show off but yeah so I'm driving to the stroke just as I did before and returning back up the rail just as I did before and that's all because I finished the leg drive and then I rock through my hips and pull in with my arms if you finish everything at the same time invariably you've still got momentum going backwards from your leg drive and that's what you kind of need to flex your feet to stop stop you flying off the back plus if you don't put your hands over your knees and then rock through your hips forwards if you finish the stroke in an 11 o'clock lean back it's really hard to initiate a slide forward again 
from that position. Hang on, I'm showing off, I've gone too fast. There we go, sorry. I'm just like rail services. Might delay a bit, but I get there in the end. Anyway. What am I, what film am I paraphrasing for from in that one? Now that's a quote you might not get. Especially because it's purely paraphrased. Anyway, so. By shifting my momentum forwards, by moving my hand all over my knees and rocking forwards, all I then need to do is bend my knees and I slide forwards. So you do not need to pull yourself forwards by flexing your feet up. It also helps, I mean, doing this, certainly there's a emphasis on your core at the back of the stroke in order to stop you flying off the back as well. It's not all about laying in the power. You also have to brace the core. Brace, kind of as your leg dry finishes. But that should happen. Well, all of this should happen, whether you're in the foot straps or not. Okay? And of course, all of this comes together in a beautiful way to prevent injury. because you're using your momentum. You're not having to jolt and jam against any of your muscles by trying to stop yourself at the back by raising your feet. It helps promote that swing, which then means your back is in the right position for the drive and for the slide forwards. That means you're not doing anything weird like this with the handle. It would be funny if that was the thumbnail YouTube decided to use. Anyway. I mean, that won't particularly injure you, but you'll look like a right wally. So try not to do that. If anything, just try and keep the chain on a horizontal plane. There shouldn't really be that much up and down wobble to it. I mean, I've pointed this out before, but again, if you've not seen that video, you'll notice for the front of the machine, 
here, I'll point again, there, I've got a piece of red tape. And that's kind of an unconscious guide for the height I want the chain to be at. I certainly want the drive out at that height, but it does duck slightly under at the finish. But it's at the front that is most important. You don't want to be driving from a low position, or you don't want to be driving from a high position. You want it neutrally out in front of you, where you don't have to really bend your back down in order to reach down to it like that. That would be bad. That way lies Wichos injury. So just relax them in front of you. Nice neutral position. And then when you finish, kind of pull the handle in to your sternum. If you're wearing a heart rate monitor, you might find that you click the handle off all the time. So again, there's no reason to finish it up here. That just sends it right through your lower back. And yep, you'll see people rowing like that all the time. You'll see them win medals. But you'll also, after about five to 10 years, see them posting about how they're injured when they have to stop rowing for a while because the lower back hurts or their forearm hurts or their neck hurts or whatever. So, although, although you may spend the majority of my technique waffle ignoring it, and saying, well, I think I'll be doing what I want to be doing. There you go. That's me alienated the Irish people. Um, yeah, you might just be thinking, you're going to carry on rowing the way you want to row. And that's up to you. And you know what? The way you row, you may feel that you go faster that way versus what I tell you. However, the way I tell you, if you adopt it now, you may feel you're going slower, but that's because you're not used to it. The moment you get your technique and your muscles tweaked to row the way I'm telling you to, bear in mind, not the way I am rowing, close, but you'll then be stronger and able to go even faster than you were before. And importantly, for longer in terms of 
years that you're rowing for. Depends what you're all about right now. If you just want to succeed at the next race and give up rowing, then you're not going to listen to me anyway. So I'm still strapless and I've not fallen off the machine yet. I've fallen off the topic of conversation a few times, but not off the machine. And we've only got a minute and a quarter to go. Definitely a toasty workout this one. And what I've discovered is having almost no hair makes all the moisture run down into my eyes. So I'm currently half blind from sweat running into them. Do I stop though? Would I dare? What would you say if I suddenly handled down and said, keep rowing. I'm just going to have a rest. There we go. Seven more strokes. So you should feel that you've worked hard today, but you should also feel energized for session six. Assuming you do it another day, not immediately. Here we go, last stroke. Ta-da! So, keep moving. And I'll quickly reset my monitor for a two minute cooldown. Come on. Just roll. Here we go. Take them both out. Come on. There we go. Three, two, one. Just ease. Ease yourself through it. We shouldn't have been working that hard in the last interval anyway that you're completely top end high rate and whatever. I mean, I ended up probably higher than I should have. I was in the late 150s, which I figure for a 20 stroke a minute, 2K plus 18 pace is probably, that's probably taken for me anyway. I was taking it into more of a mid-range workout than a, a foundation, so I probably um, put too much of a toll on my body, but I think that's because I was talking the whole way through. However, it's only I'm only gauging that from a heart rate point of view, so this is where the whole thing of do you follow your heart rate for heart rate-based training or do you trust your energy system? Therein lies the question. And to be honest, it's one of the reasons I leave some of the pacing on here completely open-ended. So you can do heart rate-based training, follow my sessions, but maybe not follow my pace. Just do this one, but then do it at your UT2 heart rate or whatever. I'm easy. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be... Oh man, you got to follow me. It's up to you. I'm just here to distract you. 
to get you through another session. We're in this together. Together. My wife sounds like Ben Kingsley. Right. Answer to the question. What quote? The first one. That's from My Fair Lady. Eliza, where the devil are my slippers? Okay. But I'm not going to tell you what the paraphrased one is. That one's up to you guys to tell me. Just like the rail service. We may be, what did I say, maybe delayed, maybe late, but we get there eventually. That's the one I'm paraphrasing. Anyway, right. Oh, I'm off on one again. Crikey. This is the problem, you see. I always leave my socials thing to now, and most of you have probably turned off at this point because you're like, I hear him all the time. Unless you're still doing your cool down. And then you're like, God, he's still talking? Website has all the information about the training plan and what I'm doing here, right? Website two, indoorrowinginfo.com. That's my website about everything indoor rowing, including other training plans, teams you can join, races you can do, etc., etc. Also has the FMMC, the challenge that I run with Magnus. Um, anyone can join, doesn't cost anything. Love to see you on there. Let me know if you do. Uh, and is that it? Probably. I should probably talk about subscribing to the channel and, and all that kind of stuff and leaving comments because, hey man, I like to interact. But, yeah. I mean, it's just a shame that it's so one-sided that you I don't actually get to hear you telling me to shut up halfway through the row. I mean, I did... I'll, I'll, I'll continue waffling for the sake of it. Um, I did consider doing one of the live stream things, but I don't think that'll work. I don't want to do that for many, many reasons. I mean, I don't edit any of these. It's not like I edit any of my crap out, hence why I'm still talking, you're still hearing me. But I don't really think the live stream thing works. I'm not that full of myself that I want to do that. So, anyway, here we go. This is me coming to the little closing bit. So, thank you so much. Hashtag's obviously going to be my fair lady because that was the answer to, the, um, to the, the question. So, that's right at the very end. So, you know I'm almost there. So, everybody, please stay safe. Keep rowing, keep strong. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.